Well, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of The Chris Carpenter Show. It is episode 56. Um, We've got lots to talk about with conference realignment. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about TV deals for the Big 12. And I'll give you my top five most anticipated games for Texas Tech upcoming this season. Got some listener questions. And then we will end with the Chris Carpenter tip of the week. So let's jump right into it, and we're jumping right into conference realignment. So uh, this is being recorded at about 4 p.m. on Saturday, July 9th. And at this point, there still is a Pac-12. No teams have been added to the Big 12. I fully expect that to change. Um, From all reports... It seems like Colorado is very close uh, to accepting an invite to the Big 12. Um, I think the Arizona schools certainly are very close to accepting an invite. Um, This is where it gets a little sticky. Uh, It seems like Utah is waffling and there's – they seem to think that they have a chance – to go to the Big Ten. And that's what's really interesting about all of this is, I mean, I've even seen Colorado fans with uh, <laughs> kind of under the illusion of they're going to go to the, they're going to go to the Big Ten. Um, so it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting several weeks. Um, last night, the Big 12 did vote to officially um, form an expansion committee, pursue expansion. I think hopefully we'll get a little bit more movement this week. Um, there's also been reports of, you know, the PAC 12 and the ACC may be attempting to form some sort of loose alliance. Um, here's, here's what I think about that. The problem is if the ACC does any sort of loose alliance that can be interpreted as they have opened up their rights again and, you know, the ironclad 2036 contract grant of rights that they have with the 12 teams, the ACC now becomes an open contract. And, you know, I'm, I feel like that the ACC is the, is the next one in danger because I do think the SEC is going to raid the prize teams in the ACC, Clemson, Florida state, uh, potentially Miami, North Carolina, I think would be on that list as well, possibly a Virginia. Um, and so, you know, it doesn't, I don't think it really benefits the ACC to have this loose alliance with the PAC 12 at this point. Now, if the SEC is able to poach at this point, Clemson, Florida state, which I, I certainly think is going to happen. Is it going to happen now or is it going to happen, you know, four or five years from now is, is, is the question. Um, then I think you could potentially see that. I still believe of the three conferences, uh, Big Ten SEC, they are, let's just, let's just concede, they're a cut above everybody else. Between the three other conferences, big conferences, Pac-12, ACC, Big 12, the Big 12 is still in the best position. Even if this expansion with the Pac-12 doesn't come into place. Because at this point, I think you, you have firmly 12 teams 
that are committed to making the Big 12 work. None of those Big 12 teams that are currently in place, I don't think they're going to be leaving to go to another conference. And, you know, they've just hired a brand new commissioner, and I think he's very aggressive, which has been needed for a long time in the Big 12. And you're, you're going to be able to make some negotiations. I still think they're on the firmest footing. Um, if you're able... If you're able to add those Pac-12 teams, you have now destroyed the Pac-12, which is going to enable you to make more money in the next round of TV negotiations because now you're you're competing with one less conference for those dollars. Um, if the ACC loses teams, I think it would be a very good idea for the Big 12 to target some of the leftover ACC teams for expansion. If Miami's left behind, certainly go after Miami. Um, you know, Virginia Tech would be, I think, a good add. Louisville would be a good add to the Big 12. So it's just going to be an interesting couple weeks. I really thought, you know, when I recorded last week that we would be talking about new Big 12 teams. Next time I record, which I'll talk about at the end of, of, of this broadcast, it's going to be it's going to be about two weeks. Are we going to have new Big 12 teams? I think we I think we will have some sort of resolution. And I really truly believe that the Arizona schools certainly um, are going to come to the Big 12. Colorado, I think they see the writing on the wall and will come to the Big 12 as well. Then you've got Utah, Oregon, Washington, the other three that have been talked about. Those are going to be three to watch. I think eventually Utah comes around and figures, hey, we, we've got to, we're going to have to go to the Big 12. This Pac-12 is not viable. I think Oregon, Oregon is willing to wait out a Big 10 invite, which I think that's 50-50 whether that comes or not. And because Oregon's waiting it out, then Washington will wait it out as well. So I think we will see those four Pac-12 teams come in. What's going to be interesting to watch is if the ACC gets rated, should the Big 12 go after some of those teams? And I think they should. The Big 12's best move is to solidify itself as the number three conference. They're not going to make Big 10 SEC money. It's just the brands aren't there. But I think you can make some moves, adding these teams in the Pac-12, potentially adding some teams from the ACC that solidifies yourself as the number three conference going forward. And you know you're still going to be in a good position. You're still going to you're still going to get some really good TV money, not as good as the Big Ten SEC, but I still think you're going to get some really good TV money from doing that. And I think the good news for the Big Twelve here is you finally have a commissioner that is willing to be aggressive enough to make these moves. You couldn't have said that when Bob Bowlesby and Dan Beebe were commissioners. You now can say that. And so I think that's that's a good development for the Big 12. Now, let's talk a little bit about the Big 12 television market, what could potentially be happening. I think based on events, I think ESPN is probably going to be a no-go for the Big 12 in this latest round. Um, I think, number one, SEC obviously is clearly the, the ESPN's number one uh, partner. I think the ACC, 
based on contracts they have, is their number two partner. And so if you're the Big 12 and you're negotiating with ESPN, you're coming in no matter what as the number three priority. And I think we've seen, we've seen the effects of that um, based on when games are put on, how much reporting ESPN actually does with the, the Big 12. So I personally would pull out of ESPN. Uh, negotiating with them. I don't think they're going to offer you a whole lot of money. Now, Fox Fox is clearly the Big Ten's number one partner. I talked about this on last week's podcast. The problem with Fox is they don't have a streaming service like ESPN+. You're basically, your options are going to either be on Fox, FS1, or FS2. And there's a little bit some limitations so i think if you negotiate with fox you've got to add someone else along with fox now one of the reports this week talked about that um, both cbs and nbc might be interested in negotiating for big 12 uh big 12 uh games i'm kind of excited about that especially i think if you're able to negotiate a, a, a pretty good deal with CBS and basically CBS makes the Big 12 its number one partner in college sports, I think that benefits the Big 12. You know, you, you would end up being on CBS. Um, they've got CBS Sports, the CBS Sports Network. And then CBS has Paramount Plus for their streaming services. Now, if I'm the Big 12, I'm not only just negotiating with CBS – I'm potentially negotiating also with an Amazon, an NBC potentially, and then one that's not been talked about, and they're not currently in the college game, but I think could be is Turner Sports. Um, You go back to the early 2000s, Turner Sports was in college football. Um, Texas Tech was on on, uh, TBS multiple times uh, in the early 2000s. You know, I think that's worth a shot trying to see float um, potentially would the Turner Sports, which would be TBS, TNT, be interested in bidding on college sports. If you get a contract with, with Turner Sports, that also opens up HBO Max for you and another streaming service. I think the bottom line, I think the Big 12, the Big 12 is going to have some options Again, you're not going to get as much money as the Big Ten SEC, but I think you're going to have, even if you don't add any any additional teams, I think you're going to have the potential to add some pretty good quality television partners. Priority for me is not only taking care of the football, but also you've had basketball, all basketball games on. You've had all baseball games televised in these last two years. You need to find a way to make that happen as well. That's why I think if you partner up with someone, you do need at least one other streaming service or one streaming service to go along with your normal television partner. So um, Brett Yarmark, I think, is the is the best guy for the job in that department. You know, he has he has negotiated television deals not only when he worked for the Brooklyn Nets, but when he worked for NASCAR. And so I think he's going to be someone that you can potentially bring in uh, that can do do some real good quality negotiating with these television partners a heck of a lot better than, uh, you know, Bob Bowlesby and Dan Beebe did. So 
be interesting to see what happens, but the big I think bottom line, the Big 12 has options. And I think they have more options than the ACC and the Pac-12. So again, we'll 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 probably continue to be talking more and more about um conference realignment. Um it's it's gonna be a continuous fluid story as we continue to get in this year. All right, well. Top five this week. We're going to be talking about top five most anticipated games coming up in this Texas Tech athletics year. Now, um, full disclosure, there's no baseball on this list. And the number one reason there's no baseball on this list is typically the baseball schedule is not released until late in the fall. We're talking November even into December. So I don't have any baseball games on this list. So that may change it. I mean... Uh, that when the baseball schedule is released, uh, I will do a, I'll do a commentary on, on on that their schedule specifically. But um, for today's purposes, we're only focusing on um, really what we know of games that are going to happen this upcoming athletics year for Tech. And my first number five is a football game, and it's NC State. It's going to be a tough game for Texas Tech. Um, NC State. NC State is is been a trendy pick to not only win the ACC but potentially be in the playoff this year. And Tech's got to go play at NC State, their third game of the year with a new head coach. Here's why I list this as an anticipated game as a Tech fan. I think this is going to reveal a lot about this team this year. Do I expect to win at NC State? No, I, I don't. Um, spoiler alert, I, I'm going to do my predictions next month, month, but I can probably with 100% certainty tell you I'm probably not picking Tech to win that game. However, this is a perfect opportunity to see Tech against Power 5 opponent that they're going to see lots of when they get into Big 12 play and to see how they respond to to playing a team like that. This is also going to be their first road game of the year. And again, it's going to be a great opportunity to see what kind of Tech team we're going to get this year. You know, a lot of the pundits so far are, are picking Tech to finish ninth in the Big 12. Honestly, I would probably pick them to finish eighth I think eighth is their floor. Um, I think their ceiling could be fifth or sixth. Um, like I've said in multiple past podcasts, I think Kansas and West Virginia are very clearly the two worst teams in the Big 12. And then I think you have a very murky middle in the Big 12 this year. And I think uh, Tech's part of that. The Tech, Kansas State, Iowa State, TCU. I think those teams... Could, could finish as low as eighth, as high as fifth um, in this in this conference. But I think the NC State game is going to reveal a lot about this team this year. So my number four is another football game, and that's the Houston game a week prior. You know, this is a home game this year. Houston has been another trendy pick with a lot of college football pundits to potentially be a team that could contend for the playoff. A lot of people are making comparisons to them and and what Cincinnati did last year. I think it's going to be a very interesting game. 
when they play Tech. I've said it on this podcast. I'm still, I'm still not ready to make an official prediction on this one, but I think having it at the Jones this year, the, the game, gives Tech a little bit of an edge. Um, you know, Tech beat this Houston team by 18 points last year in Houston. Um, is this as this Houston team gotten better enough to kind of rebound from that? And is Tech worse than they were last year? Those are some things we're going to talk about. But I, I do think that's going to be a very anticipated uh, um, game this year to see where we're at. So those are my only two football games. The rest, spoiler alert, are basketball games. My number three is Georgetown. A big, a big 12 Big East Challenge. Yes, I know Georgetown um, was probably one of the worst college basketball teams last year, but you know it's still a very strong brand, and it's a strong brand that's coming to town. And I think Patrick Yoon's going to be here. I think it's going to be a fun game, and I'm and t- I'm really excited to see it. I hope hopefully I can tr- get tickets for it. We'll see. My number two is the Maui Invitational. For the first time, Texas Tech is going to play in the Maui Invitational. I'm excited about that. And you've got teams like Arkansas and Arizona that are also going to be playing in this Maui Invitational. And so this is going to be an early season test for this basketball team. You're you're going to play, I, I would at least think, two to three very quality opponents in Maui. And I think we're going to learn a lot about this Texas Tech team early on this year. Um, the schedule, what we know of the schedule so far, seems to be more of an upgrade from last year's schedule. Going to play in Maui, I think that's a big, big deal. So Maui is my number two. And then my number one is Kansas, uh, specifically Kansas coming into town, playing at the USA. I don't think it's going to be as intense as when Beard came back last year. But it's going to be intense with McCuller coming back to the USA and should be a fun game. Tech tends to play Kansas very well at the USA. Um, in fact, more often than not, they've beaten them at the USA. And so I, I think it's going to be another great game and hopefully the good guys win. But, you know, I think it's going to be a fun athletic season coming up. Football um, for the first time in a long time. I think it's going to be a f- they're going to be a little bit more fun to watch now. Are they going to win a lot of games? I don't know. That's I'm still researching and and deciding on that. But I think it's going to be a fun football season. Basketball, you know, I think, again, Mark Adams and his crew, they're going to surprise people. Because if you look at the preseason rankings, they're not giving Tech a whole lot of respect. In fact, I read, I think it was The Athletic, they said Tech was the big losers in the transfer portal game because they lost McCuller. Obviously, that author didn't pay any lick of attention to the people that are coming out of the transfer portal coming to Texas Tech next year. So, um, And then baseball will be fun as usual as well. So we're going to take a break, and then when we come back, I will get to some listener questions. And welcome back to this week's edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. It's now time for listener questions. Again, two ways to ask questions. Number one, make sure you are following the official Twitter 
of the Chris Carpenter Show. It is at The C Carp Show. And then also follow the official TikTok of the Chris Carpenter Show, which is at The Chris Carpenter Show. All right, so let's jump into our questions for this week. Got some interesting ones. We also got some um, I'm not going to read on air because they're not appropriate. Always send me appropriate ones, people. Come on. Um, all right. First question. This is Ram from Shallow Water. What a weird name you have, Ram. What? Uh, how will one season at Kansas impact McCullers draft stock? Ram from Shallow Water. And Ram, I'm just giving you a hard time about your name. I got a weird name too, I guess. Not really. Kidding. Um, so I really don't think the McCuller Kansas is going to fit very well. Um, I, I just I just don't foresee him playing the role that he wants to play at Kansas. You know, and, and, and I, I know there are a lot of Tech fans that are still really hacked off at McCuller and, you know, I'm not hacked off that he left and transferred. I think I'm a little bit I'm, – I'm irritated when he's interviewed and he kind of takes subtle shots at Tech and Mark Adams. You know, I think it might help his draft stock because I don't think his draft stock is very high right now anyway. I, I mean, he was not going to go – in the draft this year and at this point right now he's not going in next year's draft in the first two rounds so or in the two rounds that they have in the nba draft so it really can go nowhere but up but again i i still don't think i don't think this is going to fit well kansas and mcculler i just don't think it's going to fit well for him so good question ram next question We've got uh, Harley from Idaloo, plant, insect, dinosaur, asteroid. What would you most like to have named after you? Um, definitely asteroid. <laughs> I want an asteroid. And, and not an asteroid that's going to hit the Earth, but, you know, a cool – maybe an asteroid that will hit Jupiter or, you know, Mars or something. You know, I think that would be cool, the Chris Carpenter asteroid. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely asteroid. All right. Um, next question. Why are most video game characters males? Valerie from Wolfhearth. Um, probably because most males video games are played mostly by males. I don't know. I in there like a female character on uh, what's it Tomb Raider? Isn't that a girl? I mean, I don't know. I, I I assume they're mostly males because that's the demographic that typically plays video games. Is w- what I would say. So, all right. Next question. Okay, Orenthal. He's Orenthal's back. Now he's in Posey. Um, will the Supreme Court attempt to overturn the 13th Amendment? Oh, Orenthal, put your gloves on if they fit and just calm down. No, they're not going to overturn the 13th Amendment. Okay. We'll see where Orenthal is next week. This is like a new segment. Where in the world is Orenthal? <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see what else coming up. Um, okay, Jamie from Crest, home of the Kangaroos. What sport would you coach? Probably basketball. Basketball is the one I know the most about. Um, football, I really, I'm not very, I mean, I know some a little bit, but not enough to do anything. Baseball, I don't think I would be a good baseball coach. So I'd probably say basketball, although I really don't have any desire to coach. I got to say something about coaches. 
coaches have to put up with a lot of garbage, um, especially like school coaches, the politics. They got to put up with parents that are entitled sometimes. And sometimes they got to put up with administration that doesn't back them up and they don't get paid enough. And, you know, I get I get really sick and tired of hearing people about say, well, the school just cares about athletics, blah, blah, blah. And they and they look down at coaches, look down their noses at coaches. It's usually English teachers. I'll probably get in trouble for saying that, but I don't care. But they look down their noses at coaches. Um, Coaches work just as hard as any other teacher. Actually, they work they work doubly hard because, you know, when we get to go home, usually at 4, 4.30, they're usually having to stay for practice. They're usually having to get there early. They're usually having to spend their weekends up there. And then they've got to deal with a heck of a lot more parent issues, administration issues than than anybody else. Okay, and I'm not I'm not trying to like say teachers don't have it hard either. But, you know, I get really frustrated when I hear teachers look down their noses at coaches and say, oh, they don't do much. No, I was in a coach's household and coaches have to put up with a lot and they don't get paid enough to put up with the, with what they got to put up with. So, you know, just food for thought. So good question. And I'll get off my soapbox now. All right. Um, let's see here. I'm telling you, someone went, you know, we got people going message happy today. Uh, yeah, do, 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 do. five best, five best. Oh, this will be our last one. Well, no, I've got some more. Five best movie theaters in West Texas. This is Earl from Flag. Okay, so I do go to the movies a lot, as you can probably tell if you've ever listened to this podcast. So my number one movie theater in West Texas is probably the Premier Movie Theater. It's at South Plains Mall. They have the best seats. Um, their recliners are awesome. They're really good. Uh, there's not a lot of negative about Premier. You know, the mall at night can get a little dicey. You just have to be aware of your surroundings. I guess that would be the only negative. But I would say number one is Premier. Number two is probably going to be Alamo Drafthouse. The main drawback with Alamo Drafthouse is... They don't have recliner chairs, at least the one here doesn't. But what makes up for that is their strict um, no-nonsense behavior, zero tolerance. Um, because the other ones on the list I'm going to talk about, that's not the case. But I, I would I would probably say, you know, Alamo number two. Number three, I would probably go with the Tinseltown in Lubbock. They've got really good recliner chairs. Their negative is Cinemark has a tendency to allow any sort of bad behavior to take place. Oh, you've got, you're bringing in twin babies to an R-rated movie? Come on in. Oh, you're coming in barefoot with your toys? Come on in. All of these things have happened to me. I'm just telling you from experience. So I would put that one at number, number three. Number four would probably be the uh, Plainview Movie Theater. They don't have the recliner chairs, but they have very reason, they're very reasonably priced. Um... Again, you do have Cinemark behavior that takes place in there sometimes, but, you know, you get what you pay for. You can pay $3 for, a, you know, to go to a day movie. That's not bad. The, the number five, I would go with Movie 16 in Lubbock. 
they don't have the recliner chairs and really the the theater as a whole just kind of seems like it needs to be cleaned big time so anyway Cinemark your biggest problem is you need to have a little bit stricter behavior guidelines you can't let anything go that's bad soapbox dismount on that all right couple more questions um grant from herford i think i answered this before um, but i'll answer it again will culver make an nba roster this season yes i think he does um, but i do think he kind of goes back and forth between the g league and the nba this year i think mac mcclung is going to make an nba roster this season bryson williams adonis arms I think they're going to bounce around G League and NBA teams. So it could be a fun season for Texas Tech, uh, former Texas Tech players. So, But I, yeah, back to Culver. I do think he makes an NBA roster, but I do think most likely he also is going to be bouncing around between that NBA roster and their G League team. So, all right. Which conference folds first, Pac-12, Big 12, or ACC? Cali from Demet. I think the Pac-12 folds first. They are the ones that are on the brink. It's just going to take one team to go to another conference at this point for the Pac-12 to be done. And I think the Arizona schools are very close. I think Colorado is very close as well. And if they leave, it's done. ACC is in a little bit better position, but not by much because if the AC, if the SEC is able to... They're going to come in and Clemson, Florida State for sure, probably North Carolina and Miami, could be Virginia, are all going to go to the SEC. And then you're left with leftovers. And then I think at that point, if you're the Big 12, you try to poach some ACC teams. Pittsburgh would be one I'd go after. Louisville, maybe NC State, maybe Virginia Tech. So... But yeah, in, this, in that order, I'd say Pac-12's done. ACC is the next one that's in trouble. The Big 12, again, I think they're in the strongest position position of those three. And I think it's because you've got 12 teams all committed to each other. Now, they're committed to each other because nobody wants them. But still, I think that still enables you to negotiate a pretty good quality television deal. So, all right, I got one more question. This is a Star Wars fan. And I'm probably about to go off on them, but that's okay. If Star Trek is so much better than Star Wars, how come Star Wars has a whole theme park and Star Trek doesn't? Well, that is an easy answer. Star Wars is owned by Disney. Disney monetizes everything. You know, Star Trek is owned by Paramount. Paramount doesn't have theme parks. And so that's just the way it is. If Star Trek got bought by Disney, you'd have a Star Trek land for sure. It's just, that's, this, this, issue of not having a theme park is more of an indictment on paramount not being able to properly market star trek than star wars being better than star trek that's the bottom line so all right we're gonna go ahead and take a break and then when we come back it will be time for the chris carpenter tip of the week and welcome back to this week's edition of the chris carpenter show it is now time for the Chris Carpenter Tip of the Week. And my tip of the week is to uh, shout out to all the teachers out there. We are in July. Um, we're getting close to going back. 
don't be, don't get depressed about that. You know, number one, you got still got some time to do something fun this summer. But number two, I think it's all about attitude and your mindset. We're going to have an opportunity when we go back to school to do great things. So get ready to practice patience. Get ready to do what you think is best to reach students. And you're going to have a great year. So, but you got a few more weeks. Take advantage of these few more weeks and do something fun and unforgettable, which take, uh, which brings me to kind of what our schedule for the Chris Carpenter show is going to be like over the next couple weeks. Um, I'm going to be doing some traveling and I'll talk about it when I get back where I'm going. So there will not be a midweek madness this Wednesday and there will not be a new episode of the Chris Carpenter show next Saturday. Uh, my plan is to have a brand new episode of the Chris Carpenter show two weeks from today. Hopefully we'll have a lot. Well, we are going to have a lot to cover, but hopefully we'll have some new conference members to cover. And so I'll do a new episode two weeks from today. We will probably do at least one more midweek madness for the summer, the following Wednesday. And then um, I'm hoping, and I'm still negotiating with Alan Succi, the host of the real Chris Carpenter show and Toby Ryan seller of NFTs and photography to hopefully do some more of the midweek madness panels that we did. And I may record those throughout the year and we'll, we'll drop them kind of as fun little treats throughout the year. I do want to say something about my listenership. I am wanting to take my listenership to a new level. So tell your friends about this show. We're, we're getting close to hitting a big milestone of listeners, and I think it's going to be great. I'm not going anywhere. We're going to continue to take this show to new levels and join the ride with me. But anyway, I will see you in two weeks for our next episode. Hope everybody uh, continues to have a good uh, July, and then I will see you next time on The Chris Carpenter Show.